Erev Tov, everybody. Welcome to another edition of our Thursday night Parashat Shavua class. Tonight's shiur is sponsored by Mr. and Mrs. Avi and Francine Azuelos in memory of his father, Paitan Rabbi Yaakov Azuelos, Zichronoli Vracha, Tina Shot Rabbi Torah Chaim. May the words of Torah that we say tonight be Lilu Nishmato, sitting up in Shamaim, watching and protecting all of Klal Israel. Tonight, uh, we are studying Parashat Vayakel Pekudeh, as well as Parashat HaChodesh. It's a special Shabbat, a very long reading this coming Saturday. And uh, we are going to explore the opening mitzvah found in Parashat Pekudeh, which is the mitzvah of Shabbat observance. In truth, Bnei Israel were already commanded to observe Shabbat in the Aseret Adibrot, the Ten Commandments, that was spoken and read not too long ago in Parashat Yitro. Over there in Parashat Yitro, the Torah tells us, Zachor et Yom HaShabbat lekadesho. remember the Shabbat day to sanctify it, Sheshet Yamim Ta'avod, six days you shall work, Ve'asita kol melachtecha, and you shall do your labor. Ve'yom HaShivya'i Shabbat la'ashem Elohecha, on the seventh day is the Shabbat for Hashem, don't do any work. Beautiful. That was in the Ten Commandments. Comes this week's parashat, parashat Vayakel, and Moshe Rabbeinu gathers all of Bnei Israel to deliver the mitzvah of Shabbat observance again. Vayakel Moshe et kol adat Bnei Israel vayomer alehem. Moshe gathers all of Bnei Israel and says, Ele adevarim, these are the words, ashetziva Hashem nasudotam, sheshet yamim te'ase melacha, for six days work may be done, the seventh day is a holy day. Shabbat Shabbaton Lashem is a Shabbat Shabbaton. Anyone that does any work on Shabbat shall die. And as well, do not light fire. Do not kindle fire in any of your dwellings on the Shabbat day. So we need to explain, as the title of the Shi'ur stated, is why Moshe Rabbeinu repeats the mitzvah of Shabbat observance here again. So many explain that Moshe wanted to reveal to Bnei Israel an aspect of Shabbat that was not revealed to them by God at the Aseret HaDibrot, the Ten Commandments. There is a Midrash brought down in Parashat Kitisa that notes that Moshe Rabbeinu altered the language here in Parashat Vayakil. In Parashat Vayakil here, it says, Sheshit Yamim which is the passive verb. For six days, work will be done. Work will be done. Whereas in Parashat Yitro, by the Ten Commandments, it doesn't say Sheshit Yamim Te'ase Melacha. It says Sheshit Yamim Ta'avod. Six days you shall work. Ve'asita kol melachdecha. So over here, when uh, when it says in passive, Te'ase, over there, Sheshit Yamim Ta'avod. What's the difference? Says the Midrash, when Bnei Yisrael perform the will of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, then their work is actually done for them by other people, as evident by this week's parasha, Sheshit Yamim Te'ase Melacha. It is done for you. It will be done. Versus when Bnei Yisrael neglect, God forbid, to perform the will of God, then they have to do the work themselves. Sheshit Yamim Ta'avod. You shall do the work. Ve'asita Kol Melachtecha. 
So that is the difference. In the Aseret HaDibrot, the Ten Commandments, God was addressing those who do not merit having their work done for them by other people. And that's why Hashem said, Shishish Amim Ta'avod, implying that even if you don't do, even if you do do your work yourself, don't worry about it. It's not the end of the world. It's still Shabbat, V'yom HaShevi'i, Shabbat L'Hashem Eloecha. It's still a Shabbat to Hashem. You should not do any work. In our parasha, Moshe Rabbeinu gathered everybody together to inform them that they are meant for a higher purpose. That, that they are meant to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu every single day of the week as we're going to see later on. If they do so, then their work will be done by others. It's a tremendous beracha. Like the Pasuk in Yishaya says, Ve'amedu zarim Strangers will stand and tend to your flock. So, El, this week's parasha that begins with the words, Vayakel Moshe, Hashem These are the things that Hashem commands you to do. Hashem intends for us to perform all the mitzvot in such a way that, that the work will be done for us. It will be done by other people for us. And then the Shabbat becomes... It's a day of complete rest for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that answers the question why, on a simple level, why it had to be repeated here in Parashat Vayakel. But of course, as we normally do on our Thursday night class, we like to dive a lot deeper and explain this in a more esoteric form. Let us explain. The Gemara Masechet Brachot uh, says that only an elite few individuals, such as Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai and his students, merited this status of work being done for them. Most most human beings have to engage themselves in work in order to support themselves. The Gemara says, quoting the Pasuk, Ve'asafta deganecha, you will gather your grain. So the Gemara asks, why does the Torah have to say that a man actually has to go um, gather your grain? Doesn't the Torah say, How is a person supposed to go to do work if a person has to study Torah all day? So the Gemara says, you might think you have to take this literally, that you have to actually um, um, go out and study constantly. But no, you have to go work, and then whatever time you don't have after that, you then you then you study after when you finish your work and you find your parnasa. This was the opinion of Rabbi Ishmael. This was the, 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 the opinion of Rabbi Ishmael. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai on this, hears Rabbi Ishmael and says, wait one second. If that's the case, if a person plows all day, and he plants all day, and he harvests all day, and he threshes, his, uh, threshes all day, and then he winnows, all day he's going to be doing something in this field, then when is he going to learn Torah? So, therefore, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai's explanation is, no, 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 you go and learn Torah, all day. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will take care of your Parnassah, you don't have to work. At the end of this whole discussion, this uh, argument, let's call it, between Rabbi Ishmael and, and Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, Abaye, who lived after both of them, he was in the time of the Gemara, he concludes by saying, many, many people did like Rabbi Ishmael and were successful. They went out to work, and then during, when they were done, they came and they studied Torah. Others did, like Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai suggested, which is learn all day, but were not successful. 
And the truth is, you look at today, there is the minute few that actually spend their whole day studying, and then most of the public go out and work. Nevertheless, you have to actually devote some time to study every single day. So let's put this command into perspective right now. In, in the Aseret HaDibrot perspective. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is teaching Bnei Yisrael that even if they're not on the level of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai and his colleagues, whose work is done for them, don't worry, don't despair. They're going to rest assured their Shabbat observance is very important to God. Like it says in the Aseret HaDibrot. God delights in the observance of Shabbat by every Jew. Addressing this point, Moshe Rabbeinu comes in this week's parasha and informs Bnei Israel here that God loves and appreciates the Shabbat observance of every, do, of every Jew, but yet still he should yearn to reach the level of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai and his colleagues. It should be Sheshit Yamim six days whose work is performed by other people. That should be your goal. Your goal should be that you're, you're living a life in such a way that all your work is taking care of you, for you. Due to your yearning, due to your good intent, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to consider it as if you're on the level of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, in keeping with the principle that HaKadosh Baruch Hu combines a person's good intent with the actual deed. There is another line, difference in the two passages. One con uh, concerning the language that is used in the Aseret HaDibrot and the language that is used here in Parashat Vayakel. In Aseret HaDibrot, the word Shabbat is used singularly. Shabbat, uh, Shabbat LaShem. It is a Shabbat. The seven days of Shabbat LaShem. Here, it's a double expression. The seven days shall be holy. Shabbat Shabbaton LaShem. You see a double expression of Shabbat. So, based on we what we explained, a lot of this makes sense. In Aseret HaDibrot, the Ten Commandments, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was addressing the majority of Bnei Israel who have to work for their mm -hmm. livelihood during the six uh, weekdays. Therefore, Hashem is basically saying, it's still a Shabbat to Hashem, your God, but it does not represent a double dose of Kedusha. Our parasha addresses the elite Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai and his students, whose physical mundane work was performed by others. And since they didn't work on the six weekdays, those days were like Shabbat for them. The six days were like Shabbat for them. And therefore, it possessed an enhanced level of Kedushah. It was a Shabbat, Shabbaton. This is the reason, explained Sefer Noah Megadim, why in our parasha, after the commandment of is there a juxtaposition of another clause of you shall not light fire in any of your dwellings on Shabbat day. Why is it here where we are commanded not to light fire? And why specify only one of the 39? It's very famously known that there's nowhere that talks about cooking on Shabbat in the Torah or, or sewing on Shabbat or, or writing on Shabbat. There are 39 melachot. Why specify this one out of the 39 specifically here? Listen to the amazing Chidush, he says. Based on the, another famous story with Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. When Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai and his son Rabbi Al-Azhar went to go hide in a cave for 12 years, hiding from the Romans. Not going to get into the lengthy story 
It's a very famous story. You can look it up on your own. But they were hiding from the Romans for 12 years. They finally came out. And what did they see? They saw people plowing and planting their fields. And they proclaimed, and I quote, They're, they're foregoing the next world, to go do stuff in this world, to work here. Who in the world works here? The Gemara says, Anywhere where they cast their eyes, they burn to a crisp. A heavenly voice came down and said to them, You come to destroy my world? Go back to your me'ara. And they remained, they went back to the me'ara, they went back to the cave for another year. And when they exited the cave, no longer were they able to, no longer did they go burn people down because they realized that the people that were working were working L'Shem Shamayim. So now, now look how amazing this makes sense. In this week's parashah, six days the work will be done for you. This refers to Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai and his students whose work is performed for them by others. Therefore, to them, the six weekdays are also a form of Shabbat because they're not working. People are doing the work for them. Though when Shabbat comes, it's not just a regular Shabbat. The regular Shabbat is the other six days of the week. The actual Shabbat comes. It's a Shabbat Shabbaton. It's a higher level. And therefore, the Torah adds an extra precaution for such tzaddikim like Rabbi Shimon. Lo Don't incinerate people with your gaze. Don't go lighting fires when you see people working for a living because they're not on your level. Those Jews who have to work during the six days of the week can only abstain from work on the actual day of Shabbat. Even though it's only a Shabbat for them and not a Shabbat Shabbaton, nevertheless, it's very important and very dear to our Kadosh Baruch Hu. So like we explained, Moshe reveals to Am Yisrael a vital hidush regarding Shabbat observance. When Bnei Yisrael perform the Ratzon, the will of God, then the work is done for them. Maybe Moshe Rabbeinu was alluding to a story in the Gemara, brought down in the Gemara Masechet Shabbat, one that, again, you may have heard already, concerning a man who was, whose name was Yosef Mokir Shabbat. Yosef Mokir Shabbat means the one who treasures Shabbat. This man would honor the... It wasn't a man, he was a big tzaddik, he was one of the Tanaim. This, this man would honor Shabbat by purchasing delicacies in its honor above and beyond his means. As a result, however, he became heavily in debt. Every Shabbat he would go spend hundreds of dollars to buy the best of the best. And um, he had a neighbor, a non-Jew, who was very wealthy. And the astrologers informed this non-Jew that they saw in the stars that everything that he owned, all of his possessions, would eventually belong to this man, Yosef Mokir Shabbat, his neighbor. So, trying to protect his wealth, the Goy sold everything that he, that he owned, and he purchased one pearl, very, very valuable pearl. And he made a hat for himself, and he placed a pearl in the hat, as an ornament. And he put the hat on. Wherever he went, he was wearing this hat. While he was passing over a river, a gust of wind blew, and the hat flew into the water, 
and was swallowed by a large fish. Fishermen then caught the fish late on a Friday, just before Shabbat. They were disappointed because they couldn't sell it in time for Shabbat. So the local resident said, I have an idea. Take the fish to Yosef Mokir Shabbat. He always loves to buy large fish in honor of Shabbat. So they brought it to him to make a long story short. He cuts it open. He finds the pearl. He sold it for 13 attics full of gold coins. And he became very, very wealthy. And subsequently, he met an elderly gentleman who some say was Eliyahu Navi, who told him that one who borrows for the sake of Shabbat, the Shabbat will repay. And this is the story of Yosef Mokir Shabbat. When you analyze his story, you see the wondrous ways of God. As the story unfolds, all elements of creation are working together, beyachad, in unison to accomplish the will of God, to transfer the wealth of the Goy into the hands of Yosef Mokir Shabbat. Uh, like Perkei Avot says, Kol be'olamo, lo Everything that God created in this world was created solely for, for His glory. It all began with clear-cut signs in Shamaim that Yosef Mokir Shabbat was destined to receive all the Goy's possessions. Then the astrologers revealed to the, the, this message to the Goy, prompted him to sell all of his possessions to buy one valuable pearl, which he put in his hat thinking nothing was going to happen. God employed a wind to come blow the hat off his head so it lands into the water so a fish can swallow the hat. And ultimately the fisherman catches the fish and brings it to Yosef Mokir Shabbat. Maybe this is the message that Moshe Rabbeinu was trying to allude to Bnei Israel. If you want others to perform work for you during the week, if you want the six weekdays to be a Shabbat for you, like it happened to Yosef Mokir Shabbat, who acquired all the toil and the possessions from this Goy, then you should follow his example. Follow his example and act accordingly. You should honor the Shabbat doubly in keeping with this concept of Shabbat Shabbaton. Amazing. But let's go one step deeper with your permission. Yosef Mokir Shabbat was privileged to receive all the Goy's wealth because he fulfilled the mitzvah of Onik Shabbat to the nth degree. What if we look and we go way back? Let's go way back to Yaakov and Esav. And I want to share a chidush with you, written in the name of Rav Naftali Tzvi of Ropshitz, Alenu. And he says Yaakov and Esav were were negotiating this sale of their firstborn. Esav was tired. He was hungry. He wanted to eat. Yaakov sees that he's vulnerable and he says, Sell me your birthright today. The Midrash wonders, what does this mean? Sell me like today. This word seems out of place. It should have, you should have just said, Just sell me your birthright. That would have been it. So the Midrash writes, What does it mean? Amar lo, Zavin li chad yom mindidach. Sell me one day of yours. Sell me one of your days. What exactly did he mean by this? What was Yaakov trying to buy from Esav or acquire from him one day? To answer this question, we have to look at Rashi, who says that Yaakov and Esav, while they were in the womb of their mother Rivka, were battling over control of the two worlds. Yaakov Avinu, um, 
and Esav fighting. Who was going to have control? Eventually, they made a decision where Yaakov uh, uh, inherited Olam Abba and Esav inherited Olam Azeh. This was the agreement. Yaakov was going to take the next world. Esav was going to take this world. Now, in truth, yes, Yaakov Avinu took Olam Abba as his portion. But by doing so, he only agreed to benefit from this world just enough that is necessary to survive. I'm gonna get. A, I'm just gonna do what I have to do. I eat what I need to eat, and I'm gonna benefit nothing else because my main reward, my main onig, is in Olam Abba. Yet, what do we know? That it's a mitzvah to delight in Shabbat. Vekarat ala Shabbat onig. There's a mitzvah to enjoy the Shabbat with extra food and extra wine, a shirim and piyutim. According to the Chachamim in Masechet Shabbat, this means to eat and drink more extravagantly on Shabbat. So how does this work? If Yaakov was supposed to detach himself completely from all matters of Olam Hazeh, then he's unable to observe Shabbat properly. How can he go sit at a Shabbat table with uh, lamb or brisket and uh, 200 bottles of wine? How can it be? How can he do Onik Shabbat properly if he wasn't meant for him? So what did he say? He went to Esav and he says, Sell me your birthright today, which the Midrash explains to mean, I want one day of the week. I want one day, I want one day but not just any day. I want the Bechor of the week. I want the firstborn of the week. The most important day of the week, the day of Shabbat. That day he would be able to indulge in food and drink on Shabbat to fulfill the mitzvah of Onik Shabbat. This, this is the, the meaning of Michra Kayom. Mm-hmm. In fact, the word Kayom is an acronym, is Rashet Tevot for Kulam Misbe'u Veit Mituvach. Those are four words that come from our Amidah in, on Shabbat. They will all be satiated and derive pleasure from your goodness. In other words, the whole purpose of the transaction was to enable Bnei Israel to enjoy the wealth and pleasures of Olam Hazeh on which day? Shabbat. Beautiful, beautiful Hidush. Based on that insight, why we can explain why Yaakov was also privy to receive the Berachot of Olam Hazeh from his father Yitzchak. Yitzchak originally intended to, to bestow these Berachot upon Esav. Now the Gemara says that six weekdays are influenced by Onik Shabbat. We know that our week is powered by what happens on Shabbat. Anyone who delights in the Shabbat is rewarded with a portion without boundaries. Anyone who delights in the Shabbat is granted his heart's desires. So we see that the whole week is powered by the Onik Shabbat that you have. The Gemara continues there in Masechet Shabbat, how Rabbi Udana Si inquired Rabbi Ishmael, and he asked him, the wealthy people of Israel, why are they wealthy, those who live in Eretz Israel? He answered, because they give ma'aser, aser te aser, they give lots of tzedakah. And he said, and what about the people in Babel? Why, why did they merit wealth? And he said to them, because they have kavod la Torah, they honor Torah. And then he says, and what about the people in the other countries? Why, why are they merit wealth? He says, you know why? Because they honor the Shabbat. 
the honor Shabbat. And he quotes, the Gemara quotes Rabbi Chia Bar Abba, who says he was once a guest in, um, in, a, in a homeowner's house in, in one of these foreign lands. And they brought in front of him a gold table that required 16 people to carry it. And there were 16 silver chains set into the table, plates and cups of, of the most extravagant kind. And finally, he looks at the owner and he says, what happened here? How did you merit such wealth? And he answered and he says, because I was a butcher. And from every quality animal, I would say, this animal is for Shabbat. And when one better came, I said, no, this animal is going to be for Shabbat. And Rabbi Chia Baraba looked at him and says, Ashrecha, you are praiseworthy that you were zochet to all of this, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu granted you all this. So it turns out that whoever observes Shabbat and delights in the food and drink merits extending the abundant berachot to all six weekdays. Conversely, a person who neglects observing Shabbat and doesn't delight in it with food or drink, he doesn't deserve any beracha. And this is where it is. Kevod Shabbat stands for, quoting the Zohar, Kol dil talian. All heavenly and earthly blessings are dependent on the seven days. That's the acronym of Kevod Shabbat. So we have a beautiful allusion to the fact that by honoring Shabbat with food or drink, we merit extending an abundance of brachot to all other days. So now it's very clear why Yaakov merited the brachot of Olam Hazeh also from his father. After all, Esav himself sold Yaakov the birthright. Which birthright? The birthright of Oneg Shabbat, the day of Shabbat, which is the firstborn of the week. So it was only fitting and proper that he should also receive the berachot of Olam Hazeh as well. And that's what Yitzchak told Esav when Esav realized what happened and Yaakov took the blessings. He goes, Ba achicha bemirma. Your, father came, your brother came deceitfully and took your beracha. The Midrash says, what does it mean bemirma? Ba bechokhmat torato. He came with the wisdom of his Torah. Based on what we discussed, Yitzchak basically told Esav, that as a consequence for selling Yaakov the day of Shabbat, which is the source of all six weekdays, Yaakov rightfully, according to the Torah, deserved all the berachot of all the days. That's what the Gemara means. Look at all the wonderful berachot. So we learn two fundamental principles here. One, Shabbat is the heritage of Yaakov Avinu. And number two, that whoever delights in Shabbat merits the heritage of Yaakov without boundaries. So the reason that Shabbat is the heritage of Yaakov is because he was able to extract and rescue the day from the hands of Esav Arasha. He merited and acquired that birthright. Sell me your birthright today. And that enabled him to delight in the Shabbat. And in the merit of Shabbat, Yaakov received all the berachot uh, for the rest of the week. And this, again, illuminates this wonderful story of Yosef Mokir Shabbat. In merit of honoring the Shabbat beyond his means, more than what he was able to do financially, he was granted all the possessions of his neighbor, the Goy, who toiled his entire life to accumulate wealth. This is what occurred with Yaakov and Esav. Esav chose all the pleasures of Olam Azeh as his portion. And because he deceived Yitzchak into believing that he meticulously observed the mitzvot, his father wanted to give him all the berachot of Olam Azeh. But because Yaakov Avinu acquired the day of Shabbat from him, 
and to to be me'aneg and to be mechabed Shabbat, he was privileged to receive all the berachot of Olam as well. If we honor the Shabbat, we will be privileged to receive all the berachot, not only, of course, in Olam Abba, but Olam as well. We'll conclude with the following idea, based on a, a, a insight by the Chidushe Harim, who says that the names of the Tanaim in the Mishnah indicate that they possessed a holy spark, a nitzotz, of the tzaddik that bore that name. For instance, Rabbi Yehuda Anasi was a nitzotz, was a spark of Yehuda, the son of Yaakov Avinu. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai was a nitzotz of Shimon, the son of Yaakov Avinu. So we could suggest that Yosef Mokir Shabbat, who was also a Tana, possessed the nitzotz of who? Yosef HaTzadik. Another one, of course, of Yaakov's sons, his most beloved son. Kihai, there's a, in fact, it's written that Yosef Mokir was a, was a nitzotz of Yosef Tzadik in, in a few places. So maybe we could suggest the following. Yosef Mokir Shabbat treasured Shabbat so much. He treasured Shabbat so much and honored Shabbat with the delicacies of kings like Yosef HaTzadik. Why? Because Yosef HaTzadik did the same thing. What did, he, what did he do? Well, let's look back in Parashat Miketz. In Parashat Miketz, when all the brothers come back and afterward, and, and, um, uh, and, and Yosef is preparing a meal, the Pasuk says, All the brothers are sitting around the meal and he tells the one in charge of his house, bring the men into the house, slaughter an animal and prepare it. Prepare it. And this word, this word is to prepare is in reference to Shabbat. The Pasuk says in Iyov, Who advanced anything to me that I owe repayment to? This Pasuk is speaking of Yosef HaTzadik. Yosef HaTzadik observed Shabbat even before the mitzvah was given. Because he said in that story, Slaughter an animal and prepare for it. And Rabbi Yohanan says in the Gemara that that was Erev Shabbat to prepare. Whenever we see the Lashon of Leachin, Hachana, it's always in preparation for Shabbat, exclusively for Shabbat. Also by the man, it talks about preparation for Shabbat. So Kadosh Baruch Hu told Yosef, you observe Shabbat even before the Torah was given, then I promise on your life an oath, I will reward your grandson to offer his korban on Shabbat, something that is not offered by an individual, and I will be required to accept it. When did this take place? When all the Nesi'im in Parashat Naso are bringing their korbanot into the inauguration, of the, mizbe- to the, of the Mishkan, the Chanukat of the Mishkan and the Mizbeach, who was on Yom HaShivya'i, which of the Shevatim brought their Korbanot on Shabbat, none other than Nasi Leshevet Ephraim. Ephraim was the son of Yosef. The HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, on Shabbat I'm going to make an exception, I'm going to accept your son's Korbanot on Shabbat because you took upon yourself before the mitzvah was even given to uh, delight and honor Shabbat. So it stands to reason that Yosef HaTzadik learned to observe and delight in the Shabbat from who? Yaakov Avinu. He's the one that purchased Shabbat from Esav. After all, Yaakov Avinu transmitted all of his Torah to Yosef. 
וישראל אהב את יוסף מכל אחיו, כי בן זה קונים הוא לא. ישראל אהב יוסף more than all of his sons. He was a child of old age. Rashi says, he was a Ben Zekunim, he was a wise son to him. Everything that he learned in, in the yeshiva and Shemba Eved, he transmitted over to him. So just like Yaakov Avinu received all the berachot of Olam Hazeh in merit of the Onig Shabbat by, by caring for it and purchasing it for it from his brother Esav, in similar fashion, Yosef HaTzadik, accumulated all the money in Mitzrayim. Vailaket Yosef et kol ha-kesef ha-nimsa be'ez Mitzrayim. Yosef was the wealthiest person in the whole world, probably. All the money came to him. For what? For his willingness to perform and honor the Shabbat and take delight in it. So we can explain that the good fortune that Yosef Mokir Shabbat, who was a nitzot of Yosef HaTzadik, he followed the footsteps of his predecessor, who followed the footsteps of Yaakov Avinu. They all delighted in Shabbat and honored it completely. Therefore, in that merit, Yaakov Avinu received all the berachot of Olam Hazeh. Yosef HaTzadik accumulated all the money in Mitzrayim, and Yosef Mokir Shabbat received all of that money from the Goy. How important it is for each one of us listening tonight live and listening in the future on a recording or on the podcast or wherever you spread this shiur to the importance of Onik Shabbat, honoring the Shabbat with delicacies, food and wine, Shirim and Piyutim, family and friends, and enjoying what and realizing how special indeed this day is. We want the ultimate Berachot. We want to be like the Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai's of the world. Where all the work is done for you in advance. Can you imagine if we were zochet to that? Imagine living a life where you didn't have to go out to work to earn a parnasah. Where you reached the level of Rabbi Shimon and his disciples. Where everything was done for you. It becomes a Shabbat Shabbaton. And when Shabbat actually comes, it's a double Shabbat. This is how what we have to aim for. If you're not there yet, don't worry. Don't worry, it's still Shabbat Hu Lashem. It's still a very holy day that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to enjoy. A, a day that is uh, a moment, it is special, it is, it is something for us to take with us and enjoy with our family. Bezrat Hashem, through this mitzvah of Onek Shabbat, we will be zochet to all the berachot. Kol Anegda Shabbat, Mevim Lo Kol. Uh, it's all there for us. It's ready to be given to us. Bezrat Hashem, we should be zocheh to that with more and more effort in appreciating this special day we have. So that will be zocheh to the true, true beracha, the beracha of the coming of the Mashiach and all of the brachot that he brings with him. Amen. King Yatzon, wishing everybody a wonderful night and Shabbat Shalom Borach.